You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 203. David Cohen, me, Tim Robertson, and some live people this week via Meerkat. Check it out. And it is Tech Fan Podcast number 203. I'm Tim Robertson, joined by David Cohen. And of course, if David is, uh, you know, not feeling well, I'm just going to ask him to uh, to send his son in yeah, and podcast exactly. with me. Because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm starting to wonder, David, do I have the right Cohen on the show every week? Uh, yeah, no, he's, this is this is why I've held off letting him do it for so long. Because he's, he was really it. good last week, man. He was. I was... I was so impressed with him because he's been he's been wanting to do it for ages. Obviously, you've talked to him before on the I show have, briefly, have. and so he and was. We going had, on. I had Brooke on yeah. once, I think, maybe twice, a long time yeah. ago. So he he'd been saying I'd like to do another segment, and uh, I'd suggested to him that maybe he and I could just record something between ourselves, and then yeah. we could drop it into the show. But then what happened last week is that you weren't available, and Owen wasn't available, and I I. Well, Owen I, I, was. It was just later in the day than you could do yeah, it. Yeah, as I said on the show last week, because of the um, of the daylight savings time, he was already at work, so there was no way he was going to be able to join. So um, I thought about. It, I thought, well, I know he's up to it. Why don't I just do a show with him? And I thought and it was just great. See how it goes. Yeah, uh, I mean, it was, it was a little bit different, and um, you know, I, uh, I, yeah, it was a bit of a risk. I didn't know how it was going to turn out, but I figured, what the heck? No, he you know, sounded could, fantastic. It, I mean, yeah. Well, I, I'm very, you know, like you, I'm very much of a belief that podcasting is the the advantage of podcasting is it's equal opportunity for ev- ev- anybody. I agree. So I figured, why the heck not? And he was uh, he was a complete star. I thought he was. I thought I thought he did great. I thought, I, I, you know, we got feedback, and we'll get to that in a few minutes. But uh, you know, when you said you were going to bring him on the show, I thought, you know, it's going to be one of those shows where if I had Brooke on Tech Fan, it was just the two of us for an entire episode. I'm going to have to walk her through, you know, I'm going to have to yeah. set up each segment and kind of coax what she's going to talk about out of her each and every time. Uh, you didn't have to do that with your son at all. He, he was like, okay, it's time for the, I mean, he was pushing you to like, okay, we <laughs> talked about that. It's, it, we yeah. got to go to the next segment yeah. now. Cause he I want to talk very, about this. Yeah. He had some very clear ideas about what he wanted to talk about, and um, and he got all of that in. He was very happy with how it turned out too, um, and obviously he was thrilled that we did get some some positive feedback as well. I've I've passed everything on I've received to him, and uh, yeah, he's he's really enjoyed it. And now he, of of course, and and he's got the bug now. And now he's talking about doing his own show. He's saying I want to do my own show. So I said to him, I said, "Well, look, you don't need the computer and everything. You can just record that using the voice memos on your iOS device yep. as a starter." You know, to get a feel for it, and when you want to talk about everything, and they said I can organise getting that turned into a show for you, uh, and then over time I'll teach you how to do it yourself. You know, so yeah, he's um, he's very keen to get started on that. What do you think his? And I'd be happy to produce that and do the website and the RSS feed and all that, uh, yeah. host the files if he really wanted to do it but what do you think you yeah. do a show about would it be well this is the thing he's thinking about that at the moment because initially he was he was thinking about doing something very similar to what we did yeah and i said well that that's fine i said but maybe you want to 
think of a different spin to it something that is related to the stuff you know very well the stuff you talk to your friends about so yeah, he's but he's, i don't know I, if it, even if he did a show like ours yes there's a lot of shows like that but from the perspective of a 12 13 year old yeah i mean that's a different show mm-hmm. um yeah. interesting i mean yeah, I, you know the fact that he is he's talking about and he's thought about doing this and quite honestly, he was a natural on the microphone. I mean, he was yeah, he better was. initially than you were when you first came on the show. Oh, yeah, I agree. He was, and when I say the show, I don't mean tech fan. I mean I think, yeah, my Mac I podcast. Think- the advantage you have at his age is that it provided you have your own inner confidence that yeah. you're a lot less inhibited than than obviously we are as we get older. You become much more self-conscious. And I know kids can be self-conscious as well, but, I mean, you know, he's one of those. Both of my kids actually are fortunate in that, you know, they, they get up with that very quickly. Yeah, that's so, good. Uh, yeah, so that so yeah, he he was he was really good. He really enjoyed it, and um, you know he's uh, he's keen to keep it up. So, one of anytime the, I'm not around, I'm sure he'd be very happy to step in. One of the things we're doing different on this podcast, which anybody listening to this podcast won't know, because it, for all intents and purposes, is exactly the same, is that I'm actually streaming my end of the conversation via Meerkat to Twitter right now. And we have some Twitter news that we'll get to in a few minutes, but I'm actually streaming it to the at my Mac account because that's the one I have set up on my iPhone. Um, and I could change that. And I probably will for future shows to be honest, but I don't know the, my Mac account has so many more followers than, than the other one we're going to speak about. And I, I don't know if we're going to make this a regular thing or not. I mean, you know, the advantage today is I had a, a nice shower and <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, uh, I'm fresh, but that's not always the case. Some days I come in and, and I haven't had a shower yet well, and I've been rushing yeah. all morning and with, with me, I wouldn't want to do that right now. Cause we're getting ready You're to getting move, ready so. to move. Right. Yeah. So I've, I spent the whole week basically working through room by room with, with my wife, just kind of clearing out trash and getting rid of the things we don't want to take with us and everything. And so that, you know, this place is as my, uh, my five-year-old says, she said, all this moving, it turns the place completely upside down. <laughs> yeah, that it does. It's kind of the point. Plus, you know, if we were both streaming live, there's no way to watch both streams at the same time. No, does does um does Meerkat have a uh, have a web client at all, or is it only on the iPad and the uh, iPhone? I don't know. I think it's only on the iPad. I, you know what? I'm gonna go to uh, my Twitter account and click. Yeah, sign in. There's a uh, alarm going off somewhere nearby me right now. Um, so I'm gonna go to my account. I see the link. Click the link and log in with Twitter. It says for watching right now. Um, yeah, no, it looks like it's only on the app. Yeah. Authorized app. No, wait, you can watch it. Oh, wait a minute. That was weird. Uh, when I log in, it's only... Sh- nope, there it goes. Um, so I'm going to oh, go to my account. Because I, <laughs> I was hearing myself back there. And there is a right. delay. So what they're hearing yeah. live... Sounds like it's about five to ten seconds after I say it. So mm-hmm. that would be, I guess it really wouldn't be a, a major problem. Well, no, it would be a problem if you were listening to 
It would be a problem if you were like joined to our Skype call, but if you were just watching it on there, then that'd be fine. Right, and that's kind um, of the but, point. But they would get only both, be watching it on yeah. the app. To get both sides, you'd effectively need two iOS devices, one yeah, looking at my Meerkat stream and the other one looking at yours. Right, so there's no way to join. What would be great is if it acted, if Meerkat could, could have Skype capabilities in that, I would bring you in a conversation so we're talking and that's what we're broadcasting and they would see yeah. you know a split screen and I also don't like that it's only doing it in the vertical position because initially when I started it I was holding my phone horizontal that's the way I take pictures that's how I take video yeah. it looks much better but meerkat is even if you rotate your phone horizontally it's only showing you the vertical which I don't like because quite honestly you don't see as much as someone may want you to see because yeah. when I was holding a vertical or a horizontal, you could actually see a lot more that's behind me. So anybody watching right now, they can see, you know, if I move this, you can see a, a monitor up there. You can see the arcade behind me, but you can't see what's over more that way. You can't see more on either side of me. So I, I don't know. It's Look, it's a brand new product. Uh, Periscope is the other version that's just come out. And, that's, uh, that's owned by Twitter themselves. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just looking here. It looks like Periscope. You can view it on a website, so um, you're not restricted just as just the app. But again, it's only one person stream. So yeah. I'm I'm thinking. I'm sure there are. I've seen another service that basically. Yeah, but this is a popular one. This is the one that's yeah. really kind of taking off. But it, I mean, it, I mean, it does emphasize this is very much a personal streaming product. It's not designed to do what we're doing here, no, no, which no. would be to stream right. both this, of us talking yeah. at the same time. So, anyways, yeah. um, that's happening at this time as well. So, if you want to check it out, keep an eye on the MyMac Twitter account. We usually start recording right around eleven p.m. or I'm sorry, eleven a.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Friday, and. Uh, it looks like we'll have this time for the next two weeks at least though week after so three weeks from now i won't be able to do the show uh you'll probably be doing that show with owen i would imagine unless you're in the midst of actually moving uh, at that that, point. that is actually the day that we're hoping to move into the house so yeah um, so we might have to do a show yeah. early that day because yeah. i fly out that friday to las vegas for the nab show Mm-hmm. So I won't be here for that show. I'll be in Las Vegas at NAB. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure even whether I'm gonna. I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna have internet service actually because we've had some legal hangups getting the house to to get like legal legal exchange, um, which means I've not been able to line up the utilities or anything yet. Um, and in fact, I had a phone call just as we started the show that I cancelled. There might have been somebody calling me to say that we were ready to exchange. Oh. Um, but anyway, that means that um, you know what it's like with telecoms and everything. Just calling them up and saying, "Oh, we're moving next week. Right. Can we have service, please?" is not going to happen. Yeah, no. So uh, I, I may have to. Um, we we may have to to figure something out. Yeah. Well, we got somebody on the uh, Meerkat stream saying, "Hmm, no audio on Meerkat." Which there was a few minutes ago when I tried it. I yeah. actually saw my own stream. Oh, that sounds weird. Yeah. When I when I went to it, you're getting hear. audio. Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, you know, it's new service. It's so. new service. I'm not too worried about it. I just thought it would be a neat experiment to start recording or, well, broadcasting while I'm doing this. I did do something similar last week. Uh, I think a Sunday, maybe a Saturday. I decided I downloaded the app because I've been hearing about it some. 
it's super simple to set up, David. You literally put in your, you know, put it on your phone, hit, I'm going to broadcast. It says, can, is this authorized to use your Twitter account? You agree. You do all that. And it just starts broadcasting live. I mean, there's it, no it setup. It is, yeah. Yeah, I know. And, 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 and to be honest with you, it amazes me. This really is like, um, it's, you've, you really feel like we're taking a step forward to the future. We've gone from yeah. having devices that could do nothing like this. I mean, there was a pretty lousy back-end camera only on the original iPhone to now being able to personally stream whenever we want. Yeah. I mean, over selling the networks and everything, it's quite amazing, really. And you can switch in Meerkat. And again, I haven't tried Periscope. I'm definitely going to try Periscope because uh, it's the official one that Twitter owns. And I think, you know, if anything happens to either one of these two services, it's going to be Twitter's going to block Meerkat and they're out of business. Um so I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna give that one a try as well. But with Meerkat, I was using my mobile account. I wasn't on Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody on there says no audio again. Oh, he says ah, audio is my fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the mute button. Uh, I was using my uh, LTE. Yeah. And I literally, I, I was just testing it. I literally drove to the grocery store. And on the way to the grocery store, I thought, well, I'm going to get my car washed too. And I had 25, 26 people at one point watching that stream. I was just getting my car washed. I was talking to the phone, of course, uh, and I was buying chicken and sugar at a grocery store. Uh, but you could switch which camera it's it's using. So it's the forward-facing camera. If they want to see me, then I would switch it to the other way so they could see what's going on. Uh, it was kind of neat, and it was kind of strange at the same time. So... That's the new app that everyone's talking about. The two apps, I should say, Periscope and Meerkat. Um, they seem to be taking off, but it could be a, a temporary fad, or this could be the next big thing. What do you think, David? Is Meerkat or or Periscope or this personal live streaming, is this the new big thing? Is it a fad? Is it here to stay? What do you think? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how it goes, really. I mean, obviously, this is, this is kind of brand new. I think at the moment, it, it definitely has a novelty factor. You know, watching you go to the grocery store and 24 people, it's kind of crazy. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether it has any legs in terms of people figuring out a way to make use of it. It does remind me very much of... Um, what was that uh, chat roulette thing they used to, that people used to do? Uh, um, yeah, chat uh, which roulette. I, yeah, which I imagine they, they still do. I mean, for a while, that was kind of the big craze. And then before long, the only people on there were the kind of weirdos who like um, exposing themselves. Uh, obviously, this Yeah, is, it kind of devolved yeah. into ick. Yeah. Uh, this, could, this could very easily go the same way. I don't know. Um, it's, it's difficult to see what the real kind of day-by-day use cases for this you obviously you could be a broadcaster um you could use it for broadcasting but then it, you require your audience to be tuning in when you're broadcasting and um, but if you got enough, a big enough audience on twitter you could literally and one of the nice things about meerkat anyways and again i haven't used periscope you can schedule when you're going to broadcast and the app itself will give you a notification and it will also post notifications on your twitter account i'm going to be broadcasting at you know 530 yeah. so, you, so it schedules it for you it doesn't actually launch the app and start because that would be very bad uh yeah. but it it allows you just, to kind just of schedule. hold on a second please sure uh-oh david stepped away from the microphone i think his uh son got up we'll find out in a second 
so we might as well take our first break and we'll be right back Elisa Pacelli, Suze Gilbert, Vicky Stokes, women, savvy, geeks, three geeky ladies, technology from a female perspective. And we're back here on Tech Fan Podcast 203. A little early for our break, but David had to go attend to something, so we'll drop a break in there, David. We got some feedback. Cool. And we have some news. The news is we actually started, we got two pieces of news. We actually started our uh, own Twitter account for TechFan. It's at TechFanPodcast. Or just, sorry, I almost did the whole email. (laughs) It's at TechFanPodcast on Twitter. And if you want to follow us there, great. We don't post a whole lot there, so you're not going to fill up your Twitter timeline with it. But we're going to start using it, and David and I have access to it, so we can both be posting to that Twitter account. And really the reason to do that is we would always give out our personal Twitter accounts at the end of the show. But my personal Twitter account is also MyMac.com's Twitter account. Mm-hmm. So there was always that, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and let's be honest, we've been doing the show for five years, and we just never bothered to do a Twitter it was only less than a year ago that we set up the Facebook page for Tech Fan Podcast. Yeah. So it was time, don't you agree? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think we probably should have been more organized earlier, but that's kind of kind of the way it goes. Um, you actually set this account up while we were recording uh, show 201. I did, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's how easy it is to do. That um, quick. Yeah. Somebody else so. would have grabbed it after we started talking about it on the podcast if you wouldn't have done Absolutely. it right then. That's, that's the nature of the internet. <laughs> uh, the first follower, official first follower of the Tech Fan Podcast was Ed Odin. Longtime listener. Yeah. Uh, graphic design, Macintosh, sci-fi, animation, comics, iPhone. Vivian, Louisiana. That's where Ed cool. lives. I never cool. knew where Ed lived. That's interesting. Not really. I mean. Well, I don't know. It's not interesting where I live. Well, you say that. It's, it's everywhere is interesting where somebody else lives if you've never been there before. I'd be interested did, to see Battle Creek. I've did, never been to Battle Creek before. No, you just, no you're not. Not really. Did you? Uh, <laughs> I might not be interested after. Did I, I go talk there, about but... the? Did I talk about the show Battle Creek, the one that's on TV now? No. On this, <clears throat> so that was the big. <clears throat> that was the big news. Was, um, the guy who created Breaking Bad created another show a long time ago but it was never sold well he sold it and the name of the show is battle creek and it's about a police department um in battle creek michigan and there was no he never gave an explanation on why he picked battle creek he just liked the name but it was supposedly going to be based in battle creek and of course when the creator of breaking bad says you know i've got two projects coming up one of them is Better Call Saul, which, by the way, is an awesome show. I love it. And the other mm-hmm. one is Battle Creek, and that's where I live. Everybody in Battle Creek was freaking out and all excited. So I DVR'd the first episode, and it was terrible. It's yeah. just, it's so bad. I mean, it's, I didn't enjoy it on any level. And not because I'm like overly critical that, oh, this is my hometown. Look what they got wrong. 
I knew that they didn't actually film it in Battle Creek. The whole beginning, the whole montage at the beginning of the show, that is actually Battle Creek. And yeah, at one point they have a, a, a shot from inside of a baseball stadium, and Julie's parents are actually in the shot. I mean, they're the oh, size right. of an ant in the in the yeah. shot, but that they have you know season tickets. We know where they sit. There they were sitting in their seats. We were like, oh my god, look at that! But mm-hmm. the show itself was bad. So, what do you? I, do? I, I um. I mean, there's plenty of shows that have gone on to be good that weren't great in their first episode. So. Uh, I, yes, no. but most people who watched it, and of course my Facebook was exploding because, you know, so many of my friends yeah. are either from Battle Creek or live in Battle Creek, were just like, ugh, this is, is it just me or is this show terrible? I was like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty bad. It's, I never it, went back a, and watched another episode, let me put it that it's way. A funny, it's a funny thing to kind of hook a show on, just the name of a place. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it, I mean, not you're not obviously. You know, most shows kind of have a setup, right? But is is the setup in any way related to the fact in Battle Creek, or could it be in Punks Attorney, or could it be anywhere else? You know, the, from it, well, the first it, episode I saw, it, it it was just a small town police department that didn't have the equipment that right. they needed, and the FBI guy, the superstar, is um transfer to a new office in Battle Creek, Michigan and so that they could they could have made it anywhere or they could have made it um they could have made it a fictional place and it wouldn't have changed the the format of the show at all. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. And it was just well. bad. The acting wasn't very good. The well, the acting wasn't bad. It was just the script was so stupid. Um and for whatever What's... reason every time they went to somebody's house to talk to them, they offered them I think it was coffee cake or something. I don't so, hey, Julie? It, yeah. In Battle Creek, what were they offered every time they went to somebody's house? What? In the show Battle Creek, what was the food that they were. Cake. What is it? Coffee cake. Yeah, it was coffee cake. coffee cake. Everybody that I know that lives in Battle Creek were like, what was the deal with coffee cake? It's not like a big deal. In, ba- in fact, if they would have made it cereal. That would have made it more. Yeah. Do you want some Fruit Loops? I mean, Frosted yeah. Flakes. This is the home of Kellogg. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, I don't. So, know. is is are they, is this is this trying to kind of pick up on Fargo? You know, it, they kind of the small town feel of Fargo. Is it so, something like that? No, not really. No. You could probably find it on a torrent site if anybody's even bothering to share it. Given the, given the uh, winning glowing review you yeah, just yeah. given, yeah, I'll get. And the first episode, of this was directed by Brian Singer for Cry. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, this guy's a big, big time movie director. He's done the X X Men and um, Man of Steel. And did he do Man of Steel? No, that was the other guy, wasn't it? Um, um, yes. Yeah, he no. did. Uh, but yeah, he, yeah the X Men movies Brian Singer's known for. Right. No, he did. Yeah. Didn't he do Superman? He did. Did he do Superman Returns? He didn't do uh, Man of Steel. I think he did Superman Returns. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Super Stalker Man. (laughs) Well, it was. Yeah, I forgot to turn off my phone. That's bad. So now I have to turn off my ringer, otherwise it's going to keep ringing. Uh, The people on Meerkat right now are getting a a nice little jostling of the phone thing going on. Yeah. That's always fun, right? Mm. So we do have some feedback. Um, you know, we're already like 23 minutes in the show and we haven't really talked about anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. 
Yeah, we got some feedback. Let's get to that first. <laughs> but we have news there too, David. Yeah, we do. We have a unified email address, finally. God, Instead of yes. sending it to me or David or Owen or President Obama, you could <laughs> I don't know why they'd send him. Um, you could simply send one email and it will come to all the principles of the show. It's simply the show at techfanpodcast.com. So if you send an email there, both David and I will get it. And uh, yep. we can, uh, it, it, it'll just make it easier to say, send us an email to the yeah. show at techfanpodcast.com. I couldn't come yeah. up with, I didn't want contact. I didn't want email us at, I couldn't figure out, I didn't want Tim and David. Mm. Um, so I just thought, you know, the show. The show's good, but, the you know, unified yeah. email, a Twitter account. Um, yep. Clearly, we're only one step away from world domination at this point. Yeah. I think that wouldn't basically Google Plus at that point, right? <laughs> it does seem to be working for Guy and Gaz, though, in the MyMac podcast. They get a lot of uh, interactions with people on Google Plus. Cool. Yeah. But they, they're actively going at it and, and, and requesting it and talking about it and interacting with people there. And, yep. you know, that's going to help. Um, and I also think, though, that people that listen to a show like ours and, and my Mac and Three Geeky Ladies, you know, they're going to be more open to having a G-plus account. Whereas I think, you know, I don't think the majority of, of even tech people bother with G-plus google plus well i mean it's kind of a niche thing isn't it this is yeah. what's frustrated google is it's not turned into the next twitter or the next facebook um so it is kind of a niche thing so people who use it use it and everyone else doesn't so um twitter and facebook definitely have much broader appeal yeah um but you know i mean i'll, I'll now we have a, a single account for the show i'll turn up no, turn on notifications and that on my on my devices and and you know anybody who posts there i'll know about it and if, if i'm able to i'll get straight back to you if you want to talk if you rather than just point something out to us and if, if there's anything you want to talk to us about on the show just post us a link there where you can see it and then uh we may well cover it on the show yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. so uh our feedback you got some uh feedback of course directly yeah from your son being alexander being on the show yeah, I got I got some very nice notes from from some some of the guys who were involved with our site. So from mm -hmm. John Nemo and from uh, Elisa Pacelli as well. Um, thank you very much for that, guys. That's uh, really appreciated. Very um, encouraging and, and positive feedback, and that was nice. But also we had some feedback from a listener, a guy named Gregory. Yep. Who's uh, who said to us, "Hey guys, I'm a fan from New York City, and I've been listening to your podcast for a couple of years now. Having first discovered Guy and Gaz at the MyMap podcast, and then the Tech Fan podcast. Yeah, it's good to know those ads work, eh? Yeah. I, I enjoy tuning in on a weekly basis for the lively banter and periodic debate, as well as the enthusiastic rants. Even though I've considered sending you feedback, I was never so motivated as I was this past week when David had his son on the show. Usually I pretty much know the formula of the show, but what an incredibly pleasant surprise. David, I have, do have to be honest, I was a little worried about how it was going to go, but once you moved forward, I found you were myself rooting for both of you, and neither of you disappointed. You must be very proud of your boy, as it made for a very fun and different show. Great job. Keep up the good work, Gregory. I, I have thank to you very much, Gregory. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. But I have to agree with him a hundred percent. Um, I was worried when, like I said earlier, I was worried that 
oh, I don't know, you know, it's we all like to think that our kids will be able to jump right into something like this and they're going to be rock stars. And he absolutely was a rock star. So that was awesome. Yeah, and and I'll be honest with you. I mean, obviously, unlike uh, we were talking about with NACAP, we weren't doing it live. We were recording to the laptop. So, um, you know, had it been, had I felt it not been, it not been great, then what I would have done was edited down and just use it as part of the show and done the rest myself. But uh, you know, I was very You really edited much of anything. I I didn't edit it at all. Um, I think there was maybe one piece where um, where I removed a chunk of something I said um, because we we kind of got interrupted. But apart from that, um, I didn't do any editing on it at all. It just as we did it, um, and I just dropped in the uh, you know the, the usual music and stuff like that, and uh, and there we were. So uh, yeah, he he did really well. I was very very proud of him. And Gregory, thank you very much for your your positive comments. And I, I have to say to everybody who wrote into us, uh, you know, Alexander in particular was was very thrilled to hear that he was getting fan mails <laughs> well dan lazette who uh was on show 199 with us and of course he does the podcast yeah. digest podcast the podcast digest podcast that's right sounds like it sounds redundant when i say it that way though doesn't it the yeah. podcast digest podcast that's, but that's like how department it is department of redundancy department yeah <laughs> but that's how you gotta say it because it's, it's the podcast review podcast that's what it is um he said great episode so yeah. that's always great to hear as well uh, we do have, you remember we were talking about the actors doing English accents. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to read that one? Uh, of course, everyone on Meerkat right now is going, no, you read it, Tim, because we can't hear David. <laughs> but I'm like, um, anyways. That one I don't have. It's in the what show notes. Oh, uh, well. Yeah, but see, you don't have the show notes up, do you? <laughs> it's, I'm glad we went through the trouble of creating, you know, the show notes and putting stuff in there. And, and then all of a sudden. I'm not. I'm not very organized today. You're not, what can well, I say? you're 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 moving your house. I I'm quite literally. I'm sat at my um, kit, my dining room table uh, on 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 my 11 inch MacBook Air, and I'm and there is just stuff everywhere. I I've, kind of had to pick my way through it to get to here. I've, so I've got a little bitty tiny um, cut that I'm bleeding from on my wrist. Look at um, I'll show it to the Meerkat people. Little tiny. Drop a, I'm going to take a little piece of paper towel and put it. It's like if you're shaving, but I don't remember shaving my wrist. <laughs> I'm cutting myself. <laughs> self harm is no joking matter. We just no, get some help not. for that. I, I will. I'll get some help for it. Absolutely. Well, the help right now is uh, a piece of paper towel that's not staying on it because what you do, if you cut yourself, while you're shaving is you put a little piece of toilet paper on there and it's so light that it just kind of clings, but the paper towel is not clinging to my wrist. I don't know what I did. That was weird. Now see David, I could tell that I shamed you into launching the show notes because I'm on the show notes and I could see that you just, you just opened it up. I have to launch it so I can read the feedback. (laughs) What is that beeping alarm thing that keeps going uh, on? That's the, uh, that's the tumble dry, which apparently is finished drying sheets. Ah, how long is it going to keep going? It's going to keep going for a while. Do you want to go and turn it off? Yeah. Why don't you go turn that (laughs) off real quick? Because it's kind of annoying. So while David does that, (laughs) nice t-shirt, Tim, someone says on uh, Meerkat and I'm wearing a Star Wars t-shirt. It actually has the X-Wing fighter on it too. Um, my son, I believe, gave me this shirt for Christmas. It was my Christmas present from Cole this year. And uh, that are... So here's the thing. Yeah. How come mm-hmm. we have 
pocket-sized computers yeah. that can talk to space and allow us to stream video to everyone on the internet in one go. Yeah. That's how far we've come in 25 years of technology development uh, since the microprocessor, or probably more than that. It was about 40 years since the first sure. microprocessor now, yeah? And yet, devices that need to signal us at something basically just all make the same noise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can have a ringtone where you have songs and that sort of thing, but an appliance, if it needs to signal you, it basically beeps the same tone at you over and over again. You know what I learned this week? I learned that you can actually set up a custom uh, silent uh, buzzing thing on your phone. Yeah, that Alexander said. The show <laughs> I know, I was setting you up. Um, I had no and, idea and that I, you could do I that. I didn't either. I keep wanting to break out my iPhone and do it, but every time I remember Alexander talking about that, I'm like either driving or I'm doing the podcast yeah. right now. And um, I that's that, I mean, that's that gonna be, very interesting. That's going to be useful for the Apple Watch. You think so? Well, yeah, because then the the way it taps your wrist, you're going to know who's calling without even looking at it. So you can do a custom per contact. Uh, I believe that's how it works. That's what you do with a custom uh, vibration tone. Is you custom vibration assign, tone? Assign yeah. it just the way you can assign a a ringtone. You know, and, and we all have the <laughs> we all have the uh, the standard Star Wars trope of having the Imperial March play whenever our wife wife or mother. I did that a long, long time ago. <laughs> I was like the first person I knew that used the Darth Vader music when my uh, wife called. She didn't find uh, it amusing. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It's one of those things that's funny until she hears it, and then all of a sudden the human drags away. Right. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess you could. Uh, I would. I have no idea where the Apple Watch will let you do that, but that's something I'd like to see is to have it. You know, do a, a kind of a more insistent tone if somebody from your close family is ringing, so you know that you might want to take the call. So you know, Eric Diaz is out there listening to the yeah. podcast right now, going, you know, they started talking about my email, and then they just completely and they're going to forget about it. <laughs> the stupid clothes dryer went off, and. So so here let's 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 cover this. And so right. Eric said said to us, he said, um, on the tangential subject of accents, great use of the word tangential mm. there. That's great. I think Renee Zellweger did a very good British accent in Bridget Jones. Yeah. Hugh Laurie fuel full Yeah, well it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't you know. bad, but yeah. bad, uh, you know. I'll I'll rate them, thank you. Because I, I am English. Yeah. If you don't mind. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Laurie fooled me until I saw an interview. Yeah, because he does the American accent for House, and he, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I had no idea that he was English until I saw an interview once. And and it it was weird for for us English people when we first started watching House, because not only does does he have an English accent, but he's got a very particular type of voice that is nothing like the the character he plays. He's got quite a got quite a high-pitched voice and um he certainly was known in the uk for doing kind of silly humor um and very you know uh, public school type speaking and everything like that and when he plays this kind of down and dirty drug addicted doctor who's incredibly brilliant but you know deeply flawed i mean it was a real transformation yeah so so that's good Andrew Lincoln, I knew because of Love Actually, which brings me to the other side of the coin. So Andrew Lincoln is the guy in The Walking Dead. Right. The lead Walking Dead. And yes, he, yeah, it's absolutely right. In the movie Love Actually, you see him playing as, as an English guy, which he obviously is. So you would, if, you, if you've ever caught that movie, you'd, you'd see that. He's yep. the one who is in love with his best friend's wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, yeah. Nobody listening to this podcast is going to watch Love Actually, David, <laughs> so you can move on. Or, yeah, right. or okay. Bridget Jones, for that matter. Which brings me to the other side of the coin, says Eric. Hugh Grant can't do an American accent to save his life. 
It was even a recurring joke in a movie called Mikey Blue Eyes. Uh, yeah, the, that's absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess some people can, some people can't. Also, young Obi-Wan himself, Ewan McGregor, tries sometimes and by the end of the movie forgets he was supposed to play an American. Sorry, not only am I geek, but also a movie nerd, and I love the British accent, though not David's or Gaz's. Faking <laughs> the accent, I know. Yeah, yeah. terrible. You guys have terrible. You should hear me. My my real Louisiana drawl. Yeah, there you go. So even though sometimes I have to put English subtitles because I can't understand a word they are saying, and now it's interesting that Eric says that. Thank, thanks for the feedback, Eric. But we were laughing. My wife and I were laughing the other day because um, a, a, a fairly well-known comic British actor called uh, James Corden has just taken over the Late Late Show in the States. Uh, have you did, have you have you caught him at all? Uh, was he the guy that just did the Tom Hanks thing? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that was brilliant. Yeah. Now, now I, this guy is he is he, he is kind of he's one of those um uh, TV polymaths. He's he writes, he directs as well as acting. He's done stage stuff. He's by no he comes across as kind of, you know, a bumbling British guy who's kind of fallen into this job. He's by no means that. He knows exactly what he's doing. And um so I'm not surprised that he's doing very funny bits on that show because I think that, uh, you know, he's well capable of taking that sort of thing on and yet yet again projecting a kind of a likable persona to uh, kind of fit with the, the kind of the conceit of the show that he's just, you know, a guy falling up, bumbling along. Um, so I'm not surprised he did the Tom Hanks bit and it was very, very good. And I, I think he's already done some other stuff this week with, uh, he did a sing-along with Mariah Mar- Carey in the car, which he's done. And he's done stuff like that before for uh, charities and things here, which have been absolutely brilliant. Even he had the former, he had a prime minister of the UK, Gordon Brown, the prime minister before our current one. He actually had him in a sketch just as part of a sketch, not as a big deal. But for a, 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 a comedy show, he had um, Gordon Brown. Set, he, the, the setup was he was he was trying to figure out who would be the best to go out to Africa to kind of help the starving orphans, and he had all these people, you know, claiming that they were the right people to go, including you know um, um, Gordon Brown, including uh, guys from One Direction and from uh, Simon Cowell was there, and all these people who you never thought you would kind of fall into getting into a comedy sketch he had them there doing it and it was very very funny so it doesn't surprise me about that at all but when we first saw the reports of um his first show they were showing kind of footage from american news reports and they were subtitling him really (laughs) yeah they were subtitling him and we were trying to figure out is it because his accent really is so diff- difficult for some Americans to understand. I understand this could be a it regional. It wasn't subtitled here. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't subtitled in the actual show. It was subtitled when the news reports were showing clips of the That's show. That's weird. Yeah, and it's almost like the news. The news guys are thinking, well, you know what? Some people might not understand this. So we put <laughs> subtitles on. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it. <clears throat> talk about um you know american tv is sometimes dumbed down and i don't know whether that's is whether that that's a, a thing of it i do i do remember hearing complaints from a kind of a pre-show he did a couple of weeks ago that some people were saying they couldn't understand him that uh, might have been because he was talking so fast but that's not because of his accent there's there's americans that talk too fast that i can't understand what the hell they're saying so yeah yeah I um let's but, get uh, on to some things that we found online this week that we found kind of interesting Sure. Uh, one of them, and I, you know, not everybody that listens to the show likes video games. Although anybody that's watching me right now on Meerkat will see that I kind of do. Um, 
I still think that this is, it goes beyond video games. Yeah. It's on Ars Technica. And again, if you guys want to read these, excuse me, if you want to read these articles yourself, simply go to techfanpodcast.com. Look for show number 203. We'll have links directly to it on uh, that site. So you can read them yourselves and make up your own mind. Um, This is the Opposable Thumbs Gaming and Entertainment column. And it's called TXK Developer on Atari Legal Threats. Attack me? They should have hired me. And the gist of this argument is that the company that now owns Atari and all the trademarks, which is like the 15th company since Atari really went under as part of Warner Brothers. It's not not real Atari. It's not real Atari, no. No. Uh, He made a game that is almost identical in every way to Tempest 2000, which came out on the Atari Jaguar back in 2000. And it was, oh no, not even 1990, I don't know. Whenever that came out, I'm not even sure. But it was one of the only games on that system that was worth playing. Most of the games that came out on that Atari Jaguar weren't very good. It was the last thing that Atari did before they kind of crumbled and went away. And my understanding, I, I, I don't know if this guy worked for the company who made the original one or he he did he 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 wrote the original Tempest two thousand okay that's what I thought yeah. but it, it yeah. didn't really spell it out very well in this in this yeah. article so he wrote the original game but of course yeah. this is paid for work it's not their IP or uh, intellectual property it belongs to Atari and yeah a lot he was of game developers to write do this. that code absolutely but he didn't have any ownership. This guy, this guy's called Jeff Minter. Jeff and, Minter, yes. Um, yeah, he is. Um, he's well known, certainly, probably more well known over here in the UK for doing these kind of psychedelic, kind of weird games that mostly involve uh, creatures like llamas and yaks and camels. Uh, so you know, he's he's written a lot of games that involve those animals, kind of you know, arcadey type shoot 'em ups from the early days of of uh computing he wrote a lot of games for the commodore 64 um and uh it's fair to say that he has track record of remaking games you know effectively ripping off games i I would say you could argue and and don't get me wrong everyone did that in the early days you know i i owned games for some of my 8-bit computers that basically were blatant copies of defender and pac-man uh with different names on just because back then people did and uh the the sales were small enough that nobody really bothered about it well they're bothering about it this time because the game he made um what was the name of this game tk or txk txk which the uh, Tempest 2000, everyone refers to by That's its initials. T- 2K. Two, yeah. T2K, yeah. And T2K, yeah. Yeah. It, you know, I'm usually for the little guy when it comes to stuff like this, David. And that you can't copyright an idea. You can't even copyright a gameplay mechanic. Um, but you know what? I, I looked at both games i watched videos on both games it's the same damn game david it looks almost exactly the same um for him to say that oh tkx is nothing like t2k oh yes it is i mean 
I, I, I've got to disagree with him on well, all he, of his points. Yeah. He, he copied blogged, the game. He blogged about the, the, the when he signed, signed up for this. He right. blogged about, about developing the game, and he called it the spiritual successor of Tempest 2000 for the Atari Jaguar. Which that in itself right? would be fine with, but not if you're going to copy the characters, the exactly the same gameplay mechanics, the power-ups. Everything is exactly the same. Yeah. Look, I mean, look, as, as an example, one of the previous games he's, he's released under Llamasoft for iOS is called Minotron 2112, which is a remake of his original game, Llamatron, which in itself was pretty much a direct copy of Robotron 2084. Yep. This is this guy's shtick, right? But the problem here is, is that in the past, he's got away with this. Yeah, he, he, he changes characters he puts llamas in he puts camels in that sort of thing and then he kind of goes oh it's not really the same thing and people kind of let it slide particularly as as you know he he, he's often self-publishing these games aren't particularly successful it's clear that the guy is not like you know he's not living a millionaire lifestyle on the back of these things this is different this was a deal he signed with uh with sony to develop this game it's for the for the vita okay uh, and then, then he's uh, released it. So the problem is, is that Atari now has a big target to go to, and he right. he's done his usual thing of saying, "Well, I read the article." He said, "Well, it's not really the same. It, it develops. It, it works different. The changes he's made are very small. Yeah, he's changed minute elements details. of gameplay. He's extended the gameplay so that you can have <clears> multiple um, things around the edge of the tube and different types of weaponry and different control schemes and everything like that. But basically, it's the same game. It's it's one of those things that." You know, you know. The, the, I, I don't know if you've. Um, there's a famous quotation here in the UK when. Um, uh, I, I, I'm, in fact, I'm not sure it might be. The, it might be in the US, where a judge, who was trying to define legally what pornography was, I need this. Said, mm-hmm. uh, said he said, I can't tell you what it is, but I know. But it I know I it, it when I see it. Right. This is exactly the same thing. Yeah. You can't tell. You can't write down what is the definition of ripping off a game, but you know it when you see it. And well, look, he, you take a look at a video of this game, you immediately say, that's Tempest. Right, and that's what I was going to say. <laughs> you know. So I'm you trying can't, to talk when I put an aspirin in my mouth. Probably not, really. Um, so I, I, the problem is, is, you know, this guy, you look at him, he's a bit of a... He's, he's clearly uh, a bit of a hippie style guy. He likes the psychedelics. He likes his llamas right. and that sort of thing. But you know, he he clearly is doing this. Uh, the, the, there seems to be an elephant element of stick it to the man with this sort of attitude. Uh, it, it, <laughs> putting know? all that aside, it, it yeah. comes down to if someone handed me this game and said, "Hey Tim, play this. Tell me what you think of this game. What is this game?" I would play it for five seconds and go, well, "This is Tempest." I didn't know they released Tempest on the PS Vita. This is awesome. Because it's Tempest. I don't care what he calls it. I don't care if he says it's the spiritual this or that. I don't. It's Tempest. And you can't steal. And that's stealing. I'm sorry. He's, it just is. He, his, he seems to have a, a built up a series of justifications for doing this. The ca- kind of, uh, well, sure, like you can justify said. anything yeah. if you really want to, to delve deep but into it's not, it. But it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right on any yeah. level. By the way, hello, Alyssa Paselli. She's on the Meerkat app. I can see her icon up on the phone right now. Cool. Um, Alyssa, of course, is one of the hosts of uh, Three Geeky Ladies. And uh, by the way, since she's actually listening and watching this, you need to record a new commercial, Alyssa, because we haven't had a new one from you in like two years. Come on. Yeah. I'd, Come I'd on. say 
I'd say quite a lot of people on the network could do with doing that. When I was looking for commercials yeah. last week. All the commercials on the Stoplight Network are pretty yeah. old. I think we're the only ones that's been updating them consistently. And only then because, honestly, uh, I've been using a service of these uh, fake voice actors. Uh, well, they're not yeah. fake. But they're, uh, what do you call them? Impersonators. Impersonators. Yeah, I'll write a script. I'll send it out. It literally cost me $5 for them to record an ad for us. That's where. That's why we got the one that's Optimus Prime. We've got one that sounds like uh, uh, The Rock, you know, The Wrestler. Yeah. Um, the Optimus Prime Chung. I, I meant to ask you because I thought it's a real guy. I thought maybe you knew him. Who the rock? It was that good. No, the Optimus Prime. Oh, the one. Optimus Prime one, right? Because it sounded so good. I thought. I you thought know, I screwed that up though. Why? If you listen to the ad, instead of saying, you know, we're we're going to listen to the humans, blah blah blah, yeah. he says <clears throat> on the uh, stoplight or the uh, stoplight network. What's he say? He says uh, spotlight network. The spotlight network. Yeah. And that it's, it's, well, I'm the I named the network. Yeah. You think I would know? But in the script, sure enough, I mistyped yeah. it, and I wasn't going to spend another whole five dollars to have him redo it. And I was like, yeah, you know, no one's going to notice. But of course, someone did notice. I think Mark Greentree was the yeah. one who noticed and sent me an email, and I was like, no, he didn't. I went back and listened. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, he did. Um, so new commercial, Alyssa. I know you're watching right now. I have. Yeah visual proof that you're watching so you can hear me <laughs> yeah. maybe you can even see me you need to record a new podcast for three geeky ladies and and the reason we like new ads honestly is because if someone's listening to your show and you're playing the same ads from the other podcast over and yeah. over they don't hear it anymore so no. it's important to kind of make a fun ad that other people are going to want to play on their show and that the listeners are actually going to want to listen to. That's why I went with the Optimus Prime. That's why I've been kind of yeah. doing this whole celebrity sound alike people because it's interesting. You hear The Rock start talking on Three Geeky Ladies. You're going to, what? Why is The Rock on the 3D? Yeah. Why is Optimus Prime on the, you know? So that's why you do it. And uh, let's move on. So that's, yeah. that's the TKX. And again, this is at Ars Technica. Yeah. yeah it, I, as I say, you know, the guy, clearly feels he's just fine doing this but right. it's hard to agree with what he says even though he's trying to justify it to the hill um yeah, i'd be interested uh, to see what again, happens really because you, you can you can try to justify as much as you want but at the end of the day and Alyssa, by the way says i hear you tim yeah <laughs> uh at I'd, the end of the day yeah. just don't steal i'd really. have thought by now all 15 20 owners of the visa have bought a copy of the game so they might as well just take it off the market anyway yeah, it's not doing very well. <laughs> Another somebody that just joined in on the um, live streaming is Alan Hancock. I know you don't know who that is. Uh, a friend of time. mine, he is actually um, one of the owners or the owner of WatchedManMonitoring.com. And I see Alan at a, uh, quite a few of the trade shows that I attend or that I shop for OWC. And uh, speaking of OWC for a second... Uh, let me put a plug in for my other show, David. Uh, I do OWC Radio on a weekly basis. You can find and subscribe to it at uh, blog.maxsales.com or simply look in your favorite podcasting app or in iTunes. Do a search for OWC Radio 2.0. You'll find it. And I usually have someone on a weekly basis that I do an interview with. This week, for instance, I had Peter Cohen, another Cohen, 
And we yep. talked about the kind of the state of Apple, the state of the Mac. But what was really cool for this new episode, David, is uh, a listener and someone that was actually on that show at one time, Nathan Timothy, recorded music for that show. And I played it. It's, it's you know, kind of bumper music, kind of intro music. I It, it blew me away, to be honest. Yes, yeah, it's, it's very cool. So um, if anybody is listening to Tech Fan <laughs> that produces music... <laughs> Feel free to write something for us. We'll yeah. play it right here on the show. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> hint, hint. Sure will. Um, next story is one that you actually sent over this morning. And yeah. this is yet another video game one. But, again, this kind of, to me, goes beyond just video games. It's This is content. and uh, I, The thing about this, yeah, this is about, yeah. this is almost about kind of laziness in the industry, really. It is laziness um, in the industry, and it's not it, just the game industry. I think it's the tech industry. Yeah. So, so X- Xbox um, runs X- Microsoft runs this thing called Xbox Games with Gold, which is a subscription program. And I'm a member which, of Xbox yeah, Gold as well as get, PS yeah. Plus on PlayStation. So it's it's kind of a sweetener for people who have Xbox Live. So if you have Xbox Live Gold, then you get access to these games, and every month or two months or something like that, they update them. But the games that came out for the Xbox One, their premier console. Yeah, yep. it's a pool game, uh, and then kind of a, a platform RPG. That's uh, you know, it's it's that a, one actually a, looks kind of interesting, but it's kind well, of a, it? it looks like one of those cheap fifteen dollar games. Uh, and that's exactly what it is. Uh, it's released on the network. It's not it's not a, a game you can go out and buy in the stores. And it, you know, it, there are games like this on the on the iPad, the iPhone, on sure. Android. You know, it's one of those um, platformy style games. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's not. It's probably nice as a freebie. Uh, you know. Okay, fine. So those are the two games you get on the Xbox One. What do you get on the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty? Well, you get, you get uh, Gears of War you Judgment. Get Gears of War Judgment, which was a seventy-dollar game. game just yeah. a couple of years ago. And while it wasn't as well reviewed, it's still a Gears of War game. Yeah, those games good. are incredibly pol- polished. You get. Um, Terraria, which has been a massive hit yep. on pretty much everything it's been released from. It's a it's a platformy style game, but this one has been huge. Yep. And then you get the fourth Assassin's Creed game. Black Flag. Again. Yeah. Which is, again is, is is not the um probably not the premier game in that series, but hell, it's still an Assassin's Creed game. It was well received as well. And, yeah, exactly. And then you get Army of Two, which is a uh a the devil's big cartel, third person car- shooter. Which, yeah, mm-hmm. which again is is not particularly well reviewed, but it's still a triple A title. So Hi, Victor, Victor four, just joined. Yeah, three triple <laughs> A titles and and one um, very celebrated indie indie title on the Xbox 360, and then on the. <laughs> All right, but now on let the, me on play. On the Xbox One, you get a pool game and an, and a game you never heard of, and you probably won't buy. But let me let me play devil's advocate for a moment. While the pickings are slim on Xbox One, and it's just a treasure trove of goodness on the 360 for the free games, um, the 360 has been around for like 10 years. The Xbox One has been around for about a year and a half. There's just so many more games for the Xbox 360 to kind of pick through. And let's be honest, the companies now are really starting to focus their attention on the Xbox One. And the 360, as far as, you know, the major games, is starting to become abandoned. Even though they're still making them, most of the focus now is on the Xbox One. Same thing is happening on Sony's side with the PS3 and the PS4. 
the games that you can download for free on the PS4 are much better than the ones you can get on the uh, PS3. Or I just said that the the opposite, right. And that's simply because there's just not a lot of content yet. The first year and a half, two years in in a video game console's life cycle it's just ramping up. There's just just not a lot. So, by the way, let me say real that, quick. I understand quick. that. Obviously, I understand that. But my right. attitude to that is, don't offer these deals for the Xbox One if all you're going to reduce. Well, uh, they have to though. I mean, they're contractually well, well, yeah, obligated. But what's the value? How, if I, I'm I'm coming well, and just because at this, you don't like the pool game doesn't mean it's not a great game. Come on, I mean, really? it could be a great. It, it looks pretty cool on the screenshots. I like pool. It looks and it's pretty still a cool, free game. but it's not a proper, it's not a proper class-leading title. No, it just basically but there's looks not like, very many of those yet for well, the there Xbox aren't very, One. There aren't very many, but there are some, and there are some that haven't sold that well. So why not throw those out to the Xbox One yep. users rather than this kind of shovelware? It is shovelware. I'm sorry, that's what it is. These are these are second-tier games. Yeah, yeah, they're from developers nobody's heard of. Yeah, or they're or they're from sub studios of bigger of big of bigger bigger developers. These are these are basically these are the kind of stuff that they throw out onto the onto the networks. Yeah, on 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 the on the on the, on the premium consoles, and then the older console consoles, you're getting AAA titles. So if it were me, I'd go well. Screw the extra graphics and all the extra things you get on the Xbox One. I'm going to go buy 360 and sign up for it if I'm going to pay the seventy dollars a year. And you can get a 360 at you know a third of the cost of the Xbox One, and you can get all these free games. It's the same account. In other words, you sign up for Xbox Gold. It works for both the PS or the um, Xbox One and the Xbox 360. And uh, I think anybody who is, has an Xbox One probably already has a 360. So uh, I, I again, I don't is, see. Well, all I'm saying is, is if you look at the Xbox One proposition, okay. And I, I've not looked at this for the PS4, so I'm not going to comment on that. I, okay, but it's, you look at the Xbox, the from, Xbox One proposition. It, it's basically the console is more expensive, the games are more expensive, there's fewer games available, and all the uh, kind of subscription freebies you get on with the things are suck. Yeah. So uh, it, all of that, that looks to me like, a, you know, I really is a lousy deal. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Amazon announced new features for both the Fire TV and the Fire TV Stick. And you know, this was this interesting. Is, yeah, this, it was. It, it was my brother's birthday the other day. Really? And I called him. I said, "What do you want for your birthday?" He said, "Do you have a Prime account?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Can you get me one of those Fire TV sticks at a discount?" So, so um, he wanted was, a Fire TV stick. Yeah. He wanted a Fire TV stick. I was actually a little bit bummed because I was going to buy one. You can only buy one <laughs> on the. You can only buy one at a disc. It just launched here in the UK this oh, week. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so it's thirty-five pounds. Well, which is more expensive than you pay for them over in the US. But if you have a Prime account, it's only £19. Yeah. Or if you are a new Prime member, it's only £7. But the, you can only buy thing, one. Account, so. I got a, a Fire TV stick, and it's funny that I'm doing the Meerkat thing right now, and Alyssa Pacelli is actually watching because she was the person here at MyMac's um, internal email. She sent out uh, this email a long time ago that said, Hey, look, Amazon's coming out with this new fire TV stick as a prime member. You can get it for, it's a 15 bucks or something. I don't know, whatever it was, it was just dirt cheap. I ordered one. She ordered one too. And I got mine before hers. Yeah. <laughs> she ordered first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then I think hers went bad. She's on meerkat. So she's listening. So she could, mm-hmm. but there's a delay. So yeah. Alyssa, is it, 
am I remembering that right? You got one and then it was defective and you had to send it back or something. I might be remembering that wrong. I do remember someone on the list though, ordered one and it didn't work. Uh, but Amazon to their credit, isn't just selling these devices. They're actively updating them, which, you know, a lot of companies they'll come out with, you know, uh, an inexpensive thing and it is what it is. And it'll never be anything more. Whereas Apple has been really good. (laughs) Apple as well. Yeah. Google, Google, um, Apple's always been pretty good at updating things. I mean, the Apple TV has got how many updates in the last, I don't know, two years? Yeah, a lot of people 50? complain with Apple. I mean, a lot of people complain with the Apple TV that they're adding new channels, but they haven't really changed the way it works for a while. But we'll see what happens this year. Alyssa, th- by this- the way, said she uh, ordered after me, and no problem oh, right. with her. So I'm misremembering that. I do remember someone on the email list though that ordered one, and it went. It was, it was bad almost immediately. Yeah. So the cool thing about the stick is that, yeah, they've added, um, well, to both of these devices, they, the Fire TV box they, and the stick, right. is they've added the ability to log on to um, a Wi-Fi portal. So in a if you're in a hotel room, room, right? yeah, you normally have to log on to the Wi-Fi using your room number or something to be able to get access. And the only way um, you can really log into a hotel's Wi-Fi is when you join the network, a, basically a web page will come up on your computer yeah. or your iPad or your Android device. And you have to put in like your room number or your first and last name and room number, whatever it is. And then the password they give you, and then you're logged in for 24 or 48 hours. But how yeah. do you do that on an Xbox? How do you do that on an Apple TV? How do you do? You can't because there's no way to browse the web. Yeah. But now you can on these devices. And, and on the Apple that's, Fire devices. That's, that's Amazon recognizing that a lot of people carry these things with the stick, particularly with them, to actually be able to stream content when they're in a hotel room which is um, my only problem with i think it's a great thing that they did um and i would probably start bringing my fire tv stick with me to hotel rooms because look let's be honest as anybody listening to the show recently knows i've been spending a lot of time on the road at hotels in different cities throughout the united states um i'll be in las vegas in three weeks two weeks uh, actually two weeks from today I leave, or is it three weeks, whatever it is, two weeks from today, I'll be heading to, to Vegas. The problem though, is the Wi-Fi sucks in hotels. I'm well, going to yeah. try streaming. Oh God. I would, it would, it would pause every three minutes and I'm like, Oh great. It's caching. Um, but if your uh, if your iPad is on the same network, then presumably you can use this now to stream to the TV from your iPad. You could, but how do you stream the content from your iPad? Because you're still streaming it from Amazon. You can't well, no, download. No, no. If you if you have content downloaded, you can buy you download. Can. You can buy movies and stuff like that on Amazon and download it. Yes. Can but you, you not s- take? You can't take standard iTunes video and project that up to uh, almost like AirPlay. No. I'm pretty sure there's a not on Amazon. No, I'm no. pretty sure there's. I'm pretty sure there's an app for the Fire TV stick that lets oh, you do that. Oh, you mean? I look for that. Is oh. it reflection? I don't know. Maybe I haven't looked into that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that because that's one of the things I was interested about when I when I first saw about this is how well does this device work work with a, a an iOS device? Well, that's why I want the Apple TV to be able to uh, give me the ability to walk, log into a hotel Wi-Fi. Not that I want to stream anything from the internet to my Apple TV, but I would love to be able to load up my Mac or an iOS device with some TV shows, some movies. And literally watch it on the big screen. 
The only option okay. I've had to do that is to plug in uh, HDMI cable converter from DisplayPort to HDMI and then plug that into my laptop in the in the hotel. But then I got a big cable going across my hotel room and it's a pain. Yeah, there's about looks looks like here there's about five or six apps you can get off the Amazon store for the TV stick that will allow you to now, um, airplay to it. Do you have the stick yet? No, I don't. As I say, I can only order one. Right. And so I ordered one for my brother because that's what he asked for, and I've had it sent direct to him. So I don't have one. And and I, what I'll do now is I'll I'll wait till they launch before I uh, order an, another one. I, I if I remember with my Fire TV stick, and I and I'm pretty sure I probably won't. But if I do, um, I'll give it a try because yeah. it, it might that might be a solution for me. My fire TV stick right now is plugged in. When you're on the meerkat, you can actually see the arcade machine behind me, the screen. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's what it's plugged into because that screen rotates. So I can play horizontal or vertical games on that machine. And since it's right next to my desk anyways, um, I have the Apple TV as well as the fire TV stick plugged into that. So what, what interests me about this in particular, because with the new house, we're going to have more rooms. We're going to need more TVs. I have a uh, server in the house that runs Plex. So Plex is kind of a, a media server that allows you to stream movies to compatible devices. And my smart my Samsung Smart TV has a Plex client, so you can stream all the movies over there. It's, it's quite a nice solution for the kids because yep. um, it allows you to, you know, unlike iTunes, it allows you to subdivide the movies into different channels and, and you know, it has a very nice interface. It gets all the movie details off the internet and everything. Um, and there's a Plex client, free Plex client for the Amazon TV stick as well. So I can take an ordinary non-smart TV, of which I have a couple around here, just plug uh, Amazon TV stick into it, and then that gets them online for Plex, which is uh, something we'll want to do. So Some of the other things cool. that Amazon updated, expandable USB storage on Amazon Fire TV, that's a great idea. Uh, that's still something that Apple doesn't allow. Yeah. Um, private listening on Fire TV. Enjoy movies and TV shows after the kids go to sleep without worrying about waking them up. It supports wireless Bluetooth headphones. That's, oh my God, what a great idea that is. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, for me, not so much because the kids are up, excuse me, the kids are upstairs sleeping. But if you have a Fire TV in, say, your bedroom, and your bedroom's right next to the kids' bedroom, and you want to watch something, that'd be a great way to do it. Uh, of yeah. course, you could just use an iPad and plug headphones into that, I guess. Um, yeah. Browse and search Prime playlists. Members can now take advantage of handcrafted Prime music playlists directly from Fire TV and Fire TV Sticks. Eh. Does anybody actually use the Amazon music playlists? I don't know anybody who does. I don't, they, but they've just changed um, the cloud service this week, haven't they, to allow more storage on there? I think a lot. Of, right. I think a lot of people upload music to their um, Amazon accounts and then stream it from there. Uh, I, yep. Hidden pin entry, which that should have been the thing before. Yeah. Um, yeah. And new shortcuts: quickly put your Fire TV and TV stick to sleep, or enable display mirroring by pressing and holding the home button on your remote. So some of them are significant upgrades, David. Some are very minor, minor little tweaks. But for me, it, it's significant in that Amazon is taking a product from all intents and purposes, from what I've heard anyways, is selling very well, and they're updating it. Yeah. That's, other than Apple, not a lot of companies update these consumer-level products like this with new features. 
you, they might have a fix because you know Samsung's TV was accidentally listening yeah. to people or entering you know uh, ads during the middle of their programming because something was enabled by mistake. This is different. This is adding capabilities to a device that they already sold, and they've updated the uh, Kindles as well over time, but not uh, as significantly that I can remember, anyways. Yeah, I, d- I don't know how often. I'm pretty sure the Chromecast hasn't been updated that much. Um, I know that a lot of people really rate the Roku stuff. Hi. Um, right. And I've never, I've never really I'm, played. I've, played I don't the Roku. have a Roku. Um, I. I'm sure I know people that have a Roku, but I I do know that the people who get them seem to be very passionate about them. Mm. Um, I've always been interested, but I mean, I've, I own two Apple TVs, a second and a third gen. I own the Fire TV stick. I've got a cable box wherever I have a TV. I just don't see where a Roku is going to do me anything that I can't already do with my Macs and my Apple TVs and my Amazon Fire TVs. I mean, I don't. Where would that fit? I've also heard people talking yeah. about Plex, like you, that Plex is a, a much better choice than streaming, you know, your content through iTunes to your computer or to your TV. Uh, yeah, I would say it probably is. It certainly has a nicer. If if you can get the Plex client on your on your TV, it's a much nicer interface than. Um, that's the one thing I don't that, like about the Apple TV. The interface is just terrible. Yeah, but well, that's you have it, I a have lot to of say, movies, yeah. and you want to watch one thing. It's yeah. oh my god! It's unless yeah. you use an iPhone or an iPad and use the remote app, then you could just you know do a quick search and get right to it. But even then, it's you would think Apple of all companies would know how to do a front end for any computing device. And at the end of the day, that's really what the fire or the Apple TV is. It's a computing device. I and think yet, I it's think terrible. That, uh, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And I, I mean, it's partially it is limited by the choices they made on the remote. Which had virtually no buttons on it, um, and I think it is a device that has been. It's clearly been updated by a very small team, um, and so it, they're just building on what's there. They're not ripping it down and starting again. They've just dropped the price on it. I would hope that maybe Apple's EV3 is on the way, uh, and um, and that is a kind of completely new redesign. Well, people um, are talking about it, so yeah, we'll uh, see. Before you know, I, I think the thing is, is that, is that just go back to what you're saying with all these other devices on the market now. If Apple wants market. to stay relevant, they need to develop. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think they're waking up to that now. Uh, the Apple TV is an, is no longer a hobby, as Steve Jobs yeah. famously called it uh, a year or two after it was released. Uh, two things before we wrap up the show, David. Uh, number one, we've got two messages because of Meerkat right now. Okay. Uh, two um, people would say they'd love to come on the show. Dorothy yeah. Yamamoto said uh, she'd love to do the show as well. And uh, Victor Kajai, I can never say your name, last name, Victor. Uh, Kajai, Kayo. Yeah, Kayo. Why can't I say that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I had Victor on the MyMac show back in the day. Yeah. Uh, I know he doesn't podcast anymore, but he used to. I used to love listening to his stuff. I was... Um, sad to see that he kind of stopped podcasting, but I used to see him all the time at the Macworld Expo. Did you actually meet him in person at Macworld Expo? I don't believe I did, no. Great guy. Yeah. Um, we should definitely plan on having both of them on the show at one point. I think so. We're kind of, uh, crazy over the next month because of NAB for me and you're moving your house. So that's going to throw everything kind of crazy. 
but it sure is yeah but we'll uh, we'll have to battle through it and you know if I, if I get a chance to get um time to put even even if it's just talking about the uh, challenges of getting a, a new house up and running with internet and stuff like that because i was telling you before we start recording i'm gonna take a big drop in bandwidth <laughs> yep i mean it's like a it's like oh. a 90 percent drop Victor just said he I does move, a, so. a new show, but I can't actually see it on the phone. It's too small of text, and it hasn't come up on my uh, okay. Twitter yet. Which, it's weird, because people will send something, and I see it real quick on Mercat, and then it takes like 10 minutes to show up in my notifications on Twitter. Uh, but, but if you're running Periscope, it'd be straight there, straight away. Oh, there it is. He, he says he does a new show called Articulate.info. Oh, cool. I have to check that out. I'm clicking yeah. it right now, and... Uh, cool i've got the page up so i remember so both of you guys if you could send us an email and uh, we can start coordinating we can get something planned and scheduled it's the show at techfanpodcast.com and of course owen will be back here on the show as well we'll have owen back and uh david it's fun doing the show this week man it was it always is and, and uh we're gonna see about you know this whole meerkat or periscope or whatever app we eventually settle on if this is going to become a regular thing we're up to 12 watchers at uh are watching at one point during the show um and again they're only hearing one side of the conversation so a lot of times david when you're talking they're just i'm sitting here yeah it doesn't seem like it'd be that exciting but you know it's kind of different I know. And, and i like that handsome chiseled face yeah that chiseled face of the <laughs> Uh, I don't have the turkey thing going on. I did lose some weight, so. Yeah. But I need to lose more. Um, we'll be on next week, same time, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard. If you go to Tech Fan Podcast on Twitter, we will be posting the live feed there. Um, yeah. Actually, hmm. But I might not be, so uh, we'll. Yeah, we'll you might not be broadcasting. Uh, hopefully, I can get Owen to come on the show because our schedules are just crazy. Uh, but there will be a Tech Fan Podcast next week. I might even do a solo show if, if need be if Owen's... You know, Owen just started a new job, so his schedule is going yeah. to be crazy as well. And, uh, you know, if I if I can't get Owen to come on, then I'll just probably do a solo show. Or, okay. or maybe Victor or Dorothy will come on. That would be fun, too. Cool. All right, David, I have to run. I know you do, too, as well. Uh, make sure you're checking out our website, techfanpodcast.com we'd love to have feedback from everyone listening of course that's not going to happen but occasionally if you want to give us a shout out it's the show at techfanpodcast.com you can just go to the website and leave a comment under the show notes or you can send us a tweet at at techfanpodcast on twitter david see you maybe in a week but probably two weeks see you then bye